Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Okay. To the uh, spiritual law of nature for today. Uh, you know, uh, very often one thing can make all the difference. Um, one relationship, one event that happens in a person's life, either for negative or positive, all right? One person in your life, uh, one book that changes your thinking about something that, that becomes uh, critical in your life. Uh, one day sometimes is, is, you know, the day that you remember for the rest of your life. Um, if, you change, if you take a, a washing machine and you take one little bitty tiny piece out of it, it doesn't work right, okay? Put that piece in works fine. Take a fine watch. Take one piece out. Doesn't work right. Put it back in. Works fine. Okay? So one thing can frequently take you to a better place or a much worse one. I, I believe that very often one thing is the reason that a person gets cancer or diabetes or something like that. One thing can make the difference in, in uh, two people being happy in a relationship or not. Uh, my wife and I met um, in a bizarre set of circumstances. One, uh, I did a thing one Friday night that I had never done in my entire life, not once, and never did again. It wasn't anything bad, but it was very out of character for me I didn't even know why I was doing it at the time. And when I did it, I met my wife. And, and uh, I, I don't believe I ever, that, that that ever would have happened any other way. And the odds of me doing that thing that night were, <laughs> I don't know, way more than 100 to 1, I'm sure. Uh, probably more than 1,000 to 1. 
but that's what happened. And, and then there were some other wild circumstances that, you know, before we got married and that, that all happened, okay, but it started with that one thing, okay. Uh, when Hope was sick with her depression for all those years, we tried hundreds of things. Uh, we figured it up one time, and, it, and, and we spent actually out of our pocket dollars way over $100,000 on pills and, and medications and supplements and uh, different modalities and traveling to people who had hope for healing depression, okay? And none of those things did it. But then the healing code discovery came along, and that one thing, okay? And, and I'm not here to talk about the healing codes. But, but very often... One thing can make you or break you. One of my heroes and, and a person who had uh, a tremendous impact on me early, early in my life and, and who, who had a lot to do with my, the, the path that I chose in my direction was Viktor Frankl, who uh, wrote the timeless classic Man's Search for Meaning. And what Viktor Frankl found was that one thing allowed him to survive the concentration camps in Germany. He said it was to exercise the last of human freedoms. And in so doing, he, he, he not only survived, but in a way even thrived. And it became the foundation for what he did when he got out of the concentration camp which was to, to be the founder of a school of therapy called Logotherapy that impacted people all over the world and has ever since and still is today. You go to any library and you'll find his books, Man's Search for Meaning and some others that he wrote, and it is alive and well today. All right, well, well what did he do? What was this exercising the last of human freedoms? He determined what he was going to focus his image maker on and that it was going to be something that would, that would keep him alive, save him, inspire him, give him strength, give him energy, give him power that he seemingly should not have in those kinds of circumstances and, and give him something to live for internally, all right? And I'll tell you what that is in just a second, but, but I want you to think about right now for you, do you have something like that? Do you, if you were lost in the woods and were 50 miles away from the closest person, and there was, there was no telephones or cell phones or buildings or businesses. You were lost in the woods, far away from any civilization, and it was cold and all that sort of thing, and, and it's a survival kind of setting. Do you have one thing that would create power inside of you positively to keep you alive? If you were in prison, if you were falsely imprisoned, 
for many years, would you have one thing to keep you alive? And I know you've probably heard about, you know, your anger will keep you alive, all right? Well, anger does have an effect, and it, and it certainly can kick adrenaline in, all right? But long-term, anger will hurt you, not keep you alive. So do you have one thing, one positive thing, in a circumstance like that, that will keep you alive? To one thing to live for, all right? Uh, during the years that Tracy was depressed, you know, I, I would share these things with her. At one point, I, I shared uh, uh, Victor Frankl's book with her, and, and it really just didn't register. She said, I, I, just, I just can't seem to do that. I mean, I can't seem to... I, I'm just so overwhelmed with my negative thoughts and my negative feelings that whenever I try to change that channel, it just sort of changes right back, all right? And, and that's the healing code's place. Sometimes to do, the, to do these things effectively, you do need to heal some underlying programming because maybe you've got so much fear programming or anger programming or sadness or, or I can't do it or I deserve to fail or I deserve to be sick or I don't deserve to be well or a hundred other things, that that negative programming is overwhelming your ability to choose, okay? So sometimes you need to heal that underlying programming just like Hope did before this will work right for you. But she was able to come up with one or two things, even in the midst of that terrible pain. One was, and this, this became one of the reasons she changed her name to Hope, one was just a vision, a hope vision, that someday she might be free of that illness. And she pictured what she might do and how she might feel. Just moment in, moment out, hour in, hour out, day in, day out, if she didn't have to be in that place of depression and hopelessness and despair. And that became a, a vision of strength to her that gave her the will at times to put one foot in front of the other. Um, another one was her, her children. To think, you know, I need, I want to be here for my children, to watch them grow up to be at their graduation and their weddings, and, 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 and I want to be a positive influence in their life, not a negative one. So that was another one that helped her. Um, there were really not many of me that helped her, because back then she was, she was angry at me a lot of the time. That, that's, that's part of the depression, and part of it was probably me, okay? So... Uh, occasionally she might be able to remember back, you know, to when things were great between us and, and that sort of, and, and before the depression hit with full strength and all that. But, but she really couldn't get much as far as me, uh, a vision or picture of me that would help her. So those, uh, those often took her the other way, okay, to anger and frustration and, and that sort of thing, Okay. Um, Victor Frankl's visions, and he had a couple of them. 
One was in the past where he would he would envision, he would I hate to use the word imagine, even though it is the mechanism that's, that, that is our imagination. The reason is because we think of the imagination as, as more like daydreaming instead of the most powerful tool we have at our disposal, which is what it really is. So I like to call it the image maker because it is the only thing on planet Earth that, that, that we have access to that creates and everything that's been created by man has been created by the image maker. The Empire State Building, the Great Wall of China, the clothes that you're wearing right now, the building that you're in, if you're inside a building, the cell phone that you're using, if you're on your cell phone, your computer, everything that has ever been created by man has been created through the image maker. Okay, it's just a scientific fact. You, you can't build it until you see it. And the things that we use words with, we see as an image first. Now, sometimes we're not conscious of the image, but it's still there. And that's, that's Nobel Prize. Um, uh, Dr. Antonio Damasio is being mentioned for the Nobel Prize, he's the head of the neuro department at USC. He's a medical doctor and a PhD. And um, he's done extensive research on this and says that uh, imageless thought is a scientific impossibility. You can't have a word, you can't have a thought, you can't have an action unless you have an image creating those things. Okay? So the image maker is the most powerful tool you have available to you for anything, for doing your work, for succeeding, for your health. It's the most powerful tool you have. And that is the tool that Viktor Frankl put into action. And he focused it in two places. One was in the past. And it was uh, him being with his family in their cozy uh, den living room area with a, with, a, with a roaring fire, warm, cozy, loving, and all of the wonderful evenings that took place. So, so he would focus on that while he was sitting in the prison camp, and he would all of a sudden not be in the prison camp anymore. He would be back in, in that wonderful, loving time of his life, and in, and in the den where they spent so many fantastic times. And he was literally there. And you say, well, Alex, he wasn't literally there. He was in the prison camp. No, he wasn't. To your heart, when you image something, to the, to the heart, there is no past or future. Everything is present tense reality 365 degrees, surround sound, raw experience. That's why pornography is such a big deal. That's why so many men these days, and there may be some women too, I was reading research on this the other day, because this is an absolute epidemic and it's one that no one wants to talk about. But, but it's why so many men have gotten to the place through pornography where they prefer it 
over actual relations, physical relations. Well, that sounds absolutely absurd. No, it doesn't. Not if you understand the heart. Because it's, it is actual experience, and when you visualize it, you feel it. You literally experience it. Only in that realm, the person doing it can, can, can arrange the situation totally 100% to their liking, even if it was something that would never occur in, in reality with a real person. All right? Well... That's a negative use of that, and there's a whole bunch of those, okay? Every addiction known to man starts with the creation of images in the heart that cause us to feel something, only it never turns out the way we want. It always turns out with guilt and shame and addiction and all that. But the positive use is, 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 like, an, is like a positive nuclear explosion, the release of power and energy is absolutely life-changing. And so Viktor Frankl focused in the past with one and in the future with another. And the one in the future was that he would finish a book that he had started that was designed to help people. And that when, if and when he ever got out of there, he would finish that book and he would dedicate his life to helping people that, that needed help, that were in pain and suffering. Okay? And those, basically, those two uses of his image maker, he had, in light of the way we're talking about it today, he created two things to live for. One in the past that was just kind of a positive escape all right, in a healthy way. There's, there's a million unhealthy ways to do that. But his was done in a healthy way. And then the one in the future about, about the thing that he would do if he got out of there. And, and, and one thing that uh, he talked about is that other people who were in prison who did not find that thing to live for for them, by and large, didn't live. They died, even though they had the same amount of food and, and everything else, because they didn't have that thing to live for. Okay, so my message to you today: most, you know, most of us are never going to experience anything like that. Most of us. Oh, oh, oh the other thing I wanted to add: um, Larry Napier, who's my spiritual mentor, um, talked to a person who had been falsely imprisoned and beaten, and, and all kinds of horrible, terrible things. And Larry asked him, he said, you know, how important to you in, in prison and, and as far as your survival was your imagination? And he said the guy immediately had tears in his eyes, and, and his whole countenance changed. And here's what he said. It was everything to me. It was everything to me. It's what kept him alive. See, he did, maybe without ever reading or, or even hearing the name Victor Frankl, he did exactly what Victor did in, in the Holocaust. 
he used his image maker in positive ways, and he told Larry some of those, to give himself power from within and from God that without, without that power, without that strength, without that, that attitude, that love, that joy, that peace, most likely he would have died, all right? So my po- uh, now back again. My point to you today, most of us will never be in a situation like that. If you are, please use that to, to stay alive and to save yourself, and then when, when, when you're out from that situation, I would advise doing what Victor did, use your life to make a positive difference. But the real point, because most of us will never be there, is what is that one thing to live for right now? Doing the laundry, running your errands, being in the job that you hate, being in financial situations that, that you think, man, I'm so afraid about the future and, and this is so terrible and this is awful and, 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 and with, with health problems that you don't know how you're going to fix and relationships that are not the way they should be. One thing I would advise, and, and, and I, I never really advise daydreaming, okay? I, I think there's very little constructive stuff that comes out of that, all right? But intentionally using your image maker to create positive in your life, I could not recommend more highly. In fact, I do it every single day, and I don't know how my day would go if I didn't do it. It's been a long time since I've not. But all you have to do, you don't have to read a book for this. Just do what Victor did. Find that one thing for you, or, or two, maybe one in the past that, that is a, a, a memory you have of love and joy and peace. And man, when you remember that memory, you just feel good way down to the core of who you are. All right? And maybe one is in the future, like Victor, about a difference that you want to make in your life. Not, not just making money. I mean, don't, yeah, you, it's okay to, to do things to make money, but let's do it in a, in a win-win-win deal where it's not just you making money, but, it, but it's also you helping the community and helping the people that purchase things from you. Uh, so that it's not about making money. Making money is just something that happens as you contribute positively to those people and and to the world. Okay? But I would highly advise you, even though you're not stuck in the woods, even though you're not in the Holocaust, even though you're not in prison, identify what that one thing for you would be if you were and start using it today to make your normal, everyday life one that's filled with purpose and, and with love and with truth and that will make a difference to everyone who comes in contact with you and will make a difference in your health issues and will make a difference in your finances 
and everything else, okay, everything else. So this week, put yourself in that situation. Okay, I'm lost in the woods, I'm in prison, I've been in prison falsely, and, and here's what that would feel like. And your image maker will give you an idea of what that would feel like if you were in that situation, the desperation, the fear, the anger, whatever. Okay, what, what is that one thing that I would use my image maker on not to create anger to get even with someone? Because in the long term, that'll help you, that'll hurt you. But, but to give myself love and joy and peace and purpose and a reason to keep putting one foot in front of the other and, and to do it with a good attitude and from a place of peace and a place of gratitude, all right? And then make that an intentional part of your day every day. Have, have your, your um, you know, name it something, all right? Um, and say, okay, for the next 30 minutes, you know, I'm going to go take a walk outside. I'm going to go lay in the hammock. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go to my quiet place. And I'm going to envision these one or two pictures with my image maker. And I'm going to create the love and the joy and the attitude and, and those things that are going to be a power source, a positive power source throughout my day that can override and compensate for almost any negative that you can encounter. If you have trouble doing it, like, like Hope did for so many years, then you probably got some cleaning out and healing you need to do with the code. And so do that. Whether it takes an hour or a week or a month, do that until you're able to use your image maker for, for these purposes. Now, it's working whether you know it consciously or not, but if you don't know about it, if you can't access it consciously, it's probably working to produce negative things that are along the lines of, of your self-talk, the things you're thinking and feeling day in, day out, which we don't want. That's making the problem worse. When you've done it successfully, you'll see those negative thoughts and feelings and emotions change, and, and they'll start becoming much more positive. And that's how you know that that image maker exercise you're doing every day is changing your underlying programming, and it's producing that inward state that's, that's going to become that positive power source. So this week, just pray about it, meditate it, about it. Find that one or two things to live for. Aim your image maker at them regularly for periods of time. You'll start to feel it, I promise, maybe not right at first, but over time. And it's, it's going to become a huge, wonderful part of your life.